0: To go blue crew Derek. we finally have like a real life game to talk about it's not just hey what do you think's gonna happen this season i mean i'm sure we're gonna still do that kind of stuff but it's michigan notre dame it's happening on saturday in south bend i looked on StubHub; tickets are like 500 bucks that, that was last week i don't know if it goes up or down if uh because i'm not like an economics student but that's, that's an expensive ticket, so I, I personally didn't get one for myself. I'm just going to watch it on the television. How about you? Yeah,
1: I, I looked to take my wife, I think, at that time with the StubHub ridiculous fee. Uh, not a sponsor, obviously, after that comment. No. Um, yeah, God, I think no. it was 980 for two tickets, plus you got to get down there. Uh, probably stay because it's a night game. Uh, and then obviously you got to make money for food and drinks or tailgating. It wasn't affordable.
0: And with StubHub, this, you know, if they were ever going to be a sponsor, this is uh, officially taking that off the table. With StubHub, you know, you're saying that's like 900 and some odd bucks for two tickets. Add in the fees, and man, I bet that thing goes up to over $1,000 pretty easy. I want to say it was close to $75
1: a ticket for the fee. Uh- you know, I, I saw the tickets, just kind of had some fun and thought, what if I sat three rows from the top? Could I afford it? It was no either way, so I didn't even get to the part where you where you find out the fee, to be honest.
0: So the last time Michigan and Notre Dame played, this was in 2014. Notre Dame won 31-0. I'm sure you remember that very well, right? I sadly do, yes. And see, I was a freshman in college in 2014, and – I was watching this game in my dorm room, and I got so angry at one point that I stood up and punted my pillow that was sitting on the floor. I punted it across the room, but I didn't realize that my phone was sitting on the pillow, so I effectively punted my phone across the room. That's how angry I was in 2014 when they played.
1: I don't remember what I did. I think I was probably miserable when it was whatever to nothing early on. Uh, And it was one of those games where you just knew that things weren't going right and they just continued to go wrong. And just not an enjoyable last memory, Uh, no matter what happens this weekend, uh, obviously I say this and then they get blown out, but I don't think it will be as bad as as the last time these two teams met.
0: The story of this season will most likely be a, a retooling, I guess. You could say Notre Dame offense going up against what many would say is like a top three defense in college football. I mean, you could certainly make the case that they're number one, but safe to say top three defense in college football. And these early season matchups, we talk about the defense being favored because that's, that's the side of the ball that usually emerges first. Do you expect that to happen again this time?
1: Yeah, uh, absolutely. I, I agree with you.
0: And so what do you think the story is then for Michigan's defense? Like who, who's making the difference?
1: I think Khalil Hudson makes the difference. I think there's a lot of hype around a lot of guys for good reason. Uh, I spoke with Craig. Uh, last week kind of on, on the fact that Khalid Hudson hasn't gotten as much hype as some of the other guys have. I think at that Viper position, he obviously is, is a force. It proved to be so in many games last year, including breaking uh, Big Ten records in a couple of games. And so I think that he's the difference maker, although I expect that, that defensive line and that linebacker group just as a whole, I expect them to really disrupt what Notre Dame is doing offensively early on. I think that they really set the tone come out, prove right away that, yep, uh, we're better uh, and badder than ever before. Uh, and this is going to be a long season for any opponent. I think right away, uh, opposing teams are going to be able to look at tape and say, wow, yep, they're going to be a problem. Uh, and so I think the story early on, Tyler, I think right away we see, okay, well, we're not worried about the defense. Um, does that mean that they'll, they won't have mishaps or, or give up big plays? No, they're obviously uh, suspect to do that, especially with this talk that the defense and a lot of the players feel like they have more freedom than ever. Uh, that probably means they can take a few more gambles. Gambles sometimes lead to giving up big plays. Uh, however, I, I do think that it will be a low-scoring game on the Notre Dame fighting Irish end because of Michigan's defense. For me, it's just can Michigan get it going on offense? Uh, and that's the question I think we'll ask all season.
0: And, and doesn't it seem like that's what we were asking all of last season as well? Can it, the it offense was. get it going? Yep, I feel like we're in a better situation uh,
1: but until we, we see guys like Shea Patterson play, uh, and this new RPO implement to the offense, uh, and we see it game after game, uh, we don't know what will happen uh, and we can't prove that it's actually uh, going to work at least to the standard that we hope it does.
0: Okay, so for Notre Dame's offense, you're looking at like a pair of pretty good offensive linemen gone. Equinemius St. Brown is out of there. Wide receiver, very good wide receiver. Uh, Went in the fifth or sixth round, I want to say. It was... a later round pick, but uh, a solid option at wide receiver for Notre Dame. Brandon Wimbush is going to start, but it sounds like they're going to also play Ian Book, who who closed the gap at quarterback there uh, throughout the offseason. So this could be, or it's looking like, is this going to be uh, what happened last year against Florida, where Florida, Florida had to throw out a few quarterbacks against Michigan, that did not work out very well for them. Uh, we, we've already been talking about Klee Hudson. I agree with you that he's going to be most likely like the biggest factor because of of how, how – uh, I'm going to call him free-spirited. He's a free-spirited kind of person on the defense. Mm-hmm. I think that's just – that's not a very good recipe if, when you're going up against this defense to be mixing and matching quarterbacks out there and still trying to figure out who you are offensively. I can say that because hopefully Michigan is not doing that for a second straight year in the opener. We know that it's going to be Shea Patterson. Hopefully, nothing crazy happens. It just seems like, you know, for Notre Dame, like this is not a very good recipe for success. Yeah, so one of the things that makes me most excited about
1: Michigan this year in and, and the addition to Shea Patterson, and just the addition to the, the RPO and some of the the more spreading it out that we've heard about, I think that was ultimately going to happen, uh, whether Shea Patterson came to the Wolverines or not. The best part about that is the defense is playing against uh, an entirely new concept, at least in a practice, uh, but a lot of what they will see throughout the year from a lot of good teams. There's a lot of RPO spread around the league, Uh, in the NFL too, and so it's really kind of taking off or being utilized a lot more. Notre Dame uses a lot of RPO with Brandon Winbush, Uh, some more complex stuff, uh, some simplified stuff, but they showed it in the bowl game, uh, and they showed it other times throughout the season as well, and so I'm hoping that Michigan is more prepared to face a guy who likes to use his legs like Brandon Winbush because they're going up against Shea Patterson for at least two straight weeks with him as the first-team quarterback And he ultimately should uh, bring some of the same stuff, maybe not as good or as fast with his feet. uh, But the goal here is to let Shea Patterson make plays uh, when when plays can be made uh, by using his feet, scrambling, and and making the defensive line uncomfortable by getting out of the pocket. And so I think that Michigan will be even more prepared to fight uh, against Notre Dame in this fighting Irish offense uh, just because of their new experience defending uh, that similar type of offense.
0: And well, if, uh, if, if Patterson does get creative with his legs, hopefully that also makes things chaotic for the defensive backfield as they, uh, you know, try to try to keep receivers and tight ends covered, but also, you know, you got to keep an eye on the mobile quarterback. Do you think that Tariq black and, and, uh, Donovan people's Jones pick up where they left off? I mean, I know Black's season ended kind of early, but he was definitely on a high note when he left.
1: Yeah, absolutely. I think both guys, because of their athletic ability and then Tariq Black's size specifically, I think that these are both guys who will play really well uh, with Shea Patterson because a couple of the things that like Donovan Peoples-Jones – Really had some trouble getting off the line, running some routes early. And he got better as the season went on. He really had to pick up a bulk of the load of Tariq Black out. But I think both guys are so dangerous athletically that it will really help Shea Patterson as he scrambles, as he needs guys to break routes and get open. Uh, coaches and players have openly been talking about some of the freedoms they have on both sides of the ball. And when he's trying to extend a play, make a play, maybe like a guy like Baker Mayfield did last year for Oklahoma – Guys have to break routes, come back to the ball, be creative, and get open. And I don't see any two mm-hmm. better players uh, to do it than Tariq Black and Don People's Jones. <laughs>
0: Notre Dame is going to have a very good defensive back in Drew Tranquil, just being from Indianapolis uh, where where we do get some decent coverage of Notre Dame football. I mean, that's the name that we see pop up all the time, Drew Tranquil. Uh, so I think that's going to be a, a really interesting to watch whoever he's matched up against on the outside. But at the end of the day, I mean, we are talking about a Michigan or excuse me, we're talking about a, a Jim Harbaugh offense, we might be giving too much credence to the passing game, when in reality they're going to come out and maybe try to run it 60 to 65% of the time at least. Do you think that's a significant part of the game plan? Absolutely, and I
1: think because of the run-pass option, and, and I think that we'll see Shea Patterson tuck and run every once in a while, at least maybe on some second-and-short or third-and-short situations. I think that we'll see uh, a team that really just predominantly runs throughout the season. I think that is still Michigan's bread and butter. I think that that's what they need to be good at to open the passing game even more. Uh, last year, uh, it didn't seem like they got it going consistently enough to, to help the passing game. Now, the passing game was not good at all, especially as the season went on. And so I don't know if anything could have saved that. Uh, Sometimes I wonder if good blocking would have saved some of the bad mistakes that the quarterbacks made, uh, especially in the bowl game. But for me, I think that Michigan focuses on the run early and often. Uh, We kind of talked about how they can't save things. Uh, They need to throw everything out there that they can right away. And so I do expect Shea Patterson to throw the ball around and show off his arm and throw off his skill or show off his skills. But I wouldn't be surprised if we see a very run heavy first half, uh, especially if it's working at all.
0: One thing that we are going to always talk about with this Michigan team, at least until it goes away, is, of course, the offensive line. Notre Dame has a, a pretty decent defensive line. they it got some good depth, and I'm worried. I'm pretty worried about how the offensive line is going to handle this big game environment, uh, first time out on the road against a defensive line that's, that's not going to be pushed over. And there are so many question marks on this offensive line, even even in positions where we have a pretty good idea of who's going to start. It's like you just don't, you, you can't say that much is proven there. Is what I'm saying. So I'm I'm pretty nervous about that. I would say it's actually like the thing that I'm most nervous about.
1: Yeah, for me, my biggest concern is probably shared with you for the reason that they have a lot of confidence. Guys are open about this is the best the line's looked, at least at this stage and training camp and throughout the season. There's been a lot of uh, positive and, and progression uh, since spring. Uh, guys are kind of fitting into their roles. Things are simplified. Uh, the confidence seems to be higher than ever. But in a game situation, if they're getting beat, Shea Patterson's getting sacked, and, and you said, against a very a very good defensive line and, and a defense in general that's not going to push over. I do wonder if that breaks their confidence. Uh, But at the same time, I think that gaining confidence by protecting the quarterback and as soon as big plays start happening for Michigan, as soon as passing touchdowns start happening for Michigan, something we barely saw last year, I think that that's really what the offensive line needs to be ultra confident. They need to see that, hey, we blocked for that play. Shea Patterson made a heck of a throw. A wide receiver made a heck of a catch and found themselves in the end zone on a big play. I think that ultimately boosts the confidence. And so I'm worried. Uh, that is definitely what everyone's going to circle as the season treks on, uh, wondering what that offensive line will be able to provide. But I honestly think that they'll be really good this year. Uh, but I do wonder uh, how quickly they kind of get that, um, that form that we really want to see midseason and late season that allows Michigan to be uh, the next level team that we hope they'll be.
0: You brought up an interesting point about the offensive line kind of taking this personally saying, we know what we've been like in the past, but we're using that as fuel, yada, yada, yada. It seems like we see that stuff all the time and it it doesn't stop with Michigan. It doesn't even stop with the offensive line. It's just like, this is the kind of rhetoric that we see players and coaches use all the time. And I'm wondering then going a little bit bigger picture here at what point in the season do you feel like we'll be able to make an accurate judgment of like if it's there or not?
1: I think that we've got to, we got to get into big 10 season. I think that you've got to be a few games in the big 10 season. I, I was even thinking earlier today, just kind of on my own of, of Michigan could blow out Notre Dame, not blow them out. Like uh, Notre Dame did the last time uh, Notre Dame and Michigan played, but win pretty handily, maybe have a game like they did against Florida last year, Uh, where things aren't looking great, but they really just turn it on. Uh, But you need to see a lot of things consistently, especially on the offense side of the ball and even the defensive side of the ball uh, before I think we get there.
0: All right. Uh, Michigan, the Michigan-Notre Dame rivalry series. It dates, it's very old, dates back to 1887 of course, they haven't played that many games. This will be their 43rd meeting, if I'm seeing this correctly. It'll be their 43rd. Michigan leads 24-17 to with one tie. This uh, resurfacing of the rivalry, do you think it's significant in the long run? I mean, obviously significant right now, but in the long run, do you think this is something that really picks up steam and possibly becomes bigger than what it used to be?
1: Yeah, absolutely. What I don't think is that they'll play every year, uh, especially since we only have two games, uh, back-to-back years right now on the schedule. But I think that this is a series that we'll see uh, maybe every couple of years. Uh, we'll do a, a home-and-home series uh, where, they, where they obviously uh, play in each stadium. Uh, at some point, I've always wondered if they'll do some kind of a neutral site. Uh, you've got a place like New York, Uh, where the fan bases for for both teams uh, are really huge. And so I've always wondered about a neutral site game, maybe even down in Texas. Uh, Obviously, the AT&T Stadium likes to have a lot of big games down there. But I do think that uh, with Jim Harbaugh uh, and these two games and back-to-back years, uh, I think that Notre Dame will be back on Michigan's schedule sooner than later, and I expect it to be more consistent again, just because I think it's good for college football uh, and it's just good for – For fans, I think that this is something that a lot of fans look forward to. I expect a lot of people to tune into this game uh, come Saturday night. uh, And I wouldn't be surprised if it leads, if not breaks, uh, some of the records for for viewership. uh, And and other than really the the playoff game and the national championship, I I do think this would be one of the the highest viewed games just because people are so excited uh, for college football to start and are very excited to see a game featuring two top 15 teams.
0: You know it would be great a neutral a great neutral site would be like Lucas Oil in Indianapolis or even possibly Ford Field in Detroit. I would pick Lucas Oil before Ford Field, but I like those are two legitimately good neutral site venues since you brought it up.
1: Yeah, and I, I think they are too. The one thing I'll say about both of those venues is if we're if we're talking about uh, a neutral site game, I think that both teams would prefer to play in their own stadiums, if that's the case, just because they fit so many more people. Uh, but, but I do agree that I've always wanted to see uh, Michigan play in Ford Field just because it's indoors and provides a different environment. But, I mean, it's literally like half the fans. Uh, and so in that sense, now I'm not super excited uh, about that. But uh, one of the newer stadiums that's going to go up, Uh, Some of the newer stadiums that are up now, uh, Mercedes, again, AT&T Stadium, Uh, if New York ever wants to build a a big, huge dome that kind of overpowers the rest because of the big market they are, then I could expect to see it in a place like that.
0: Okay, so back to the game at hand on Saturday. Can you make a prediction?
1: Yeah, I think Michigan wins. Uh, Divine intervention, I said Michigan will win by a touchdown and two field goals. Uh, and, and I think that they'll, they'll lead most of the way. Uh, I think that we'll go into halftime uh, feeling pretty confident that they're going to come out with the W. I think we'll see enough good things on offense to to really uh, get us excited and, and then just really feed the fire um, that is the of the high expectations for the season. And then ultimately I just think the defense comes out and looks like one of the best in the country early on as we expect them to be. Uh, And I think that uh, that ultimately wins the game because I don't think the Irish are talented enough uh, to beat Michigan's defense. I just think as good of of players as they can have and Brandon Winbush can absolutely make plays. I think Notre Dame will have a couple of big plays uh, against Michigan. However, I think that's all they'll have. I think those two big plays may even lead to scores. uh, But I think that other than that, they're going to have trouble getting going. I don't have a specific score, but I could see... Uh, low 30s to high teens, or, or mid-20s to, to low teens for Notre Dame?
0: I kind of hinted at my answer earlier, talking about the defense being ahead of the offense usually at this time of the season. And so with that said, I th- I think you have to give the upper hand to Michigan unless Notre Dame comes out and like – you know, one of the quarterbacks would probably be Brandon Wimbush just based on what we've seen in the past, like does something spectacular and really drops some jaws out there. I gotta give the the upper hand to Michigan because of the defense. Um, you know, I think the offense will be so so. that'll be whatever unless we see anything terrible from them. I'm not going to be like that worried about it. It's just it's the way that things seem to work out in the beginning of the season where the defense is making the difference. And if you're going to have a defense on your team, one of the first ones you would pick is Michigan's, I would have to think. So that's why I'm giving the upper hand to the Wolverines. So, Derek, on a scale of one to Jim Harbaugh doing donuts in the big house, how excited are you?
1: I I mean, I couldn't be more excited. I would be more excited only if this game uh, was a home game for Michigan. Although I do think the opportunity to go out and beat a, a top 12 team on the road uh, will do so much for, for Michigan's schedule, especially if they can keep pace and, and win other big games throughout the season, uh, specifically against Ohio State, is really what I care about the most every season. Uh, but obviously, they've got to do business throughout the entirety of the long schedule. But to have this opportunity uh, for guys to go out and win a big one on the road, I think gives them... A lot of confidence. They've got a couple of games to to work on uh, some of the things that we don't like a lot uh, during the Notre Dame game. And then I think that obviously you come back, you face a team like Nebraska at home, uh, who has a lot of hype uh, with, with Frost there. I think that you really kind of turn it on there too. So I think that this is probably the most exciting start we've had to a season uh, in quite some time, just having this opportunity to watch a team go on the road and, and hopefully beat Notre Dame.
0: All right. Well, thanks for checking us out on the Go Blue crew. If you want to follow me on Twitter, I'm at Ty underscore Fenwick. And if you want to follow Derek, he is at Divine Identity. It's a way cooler Twitter handle than mine. It's probably cooler than yours, if we're just being honest. So thanks for listening to Go Blue. Go Blue.